0: Hey guys, Josh here. I just wanted to take a second and let you know about this amazing new product called MultiplayerSquad.com. It's the greatest new addition to gaming. Well, I mean, practically life. It's sure to fill you with glee, help you make new friends and expose you to all sorts of awesome memes. It's got the best community of gamers around. And more than that, it's the best way to help support the show and let us keep providing awesome content. What? I got to read this disclaimer for legal reasons. Warning multiplayer squad.com can cause feelings of joy, happiness, companionship, ownage, and all around sense of being awesome. If you notice yourself acting more like Josh, please discontinue use immediately and seek professional help. Hey, who put that in there? Paul
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are so excited to have you guys with us today for some family-friendly discussions in the world of gaming. Come hit us up on social media at MultiplayerPod, and if you'd like to help support the show and want to help us be able to keep releasing two episodes every week, head on over to MultiplayerSquad.com where you can support the show starting at $5 a month, which will give you access to our Discord server where you can come interact with other fans of the show who love gaming as much as you do. Today is a deep dive episode, and we'll be covering one of the biggest releases of 2021 so far, Outriders. Stay tuned to hear about the magnificent combat, our thoughts on how the release went, whether or not we think the game has any legs moving forward, and then, as always, we will read a couple community reviews, play Make Love, Marry, or Murder, and finish things up by deciding where Outriders ranks on our leaderboard. But first, you guys need to know the cast of characters as we head out on this expedition. I am your host, Paul, the Devastator, casting black holes and leaping around like a madman for close-quarter combat. Guys, I like to see the whites in the eyes of my enemies when I gun (laughs) them down. And then with me today, my two co-hosts. First up, the trickster, He's busy hunting his prey by teleporting behind his enemies and slicing them for huge damage before always being the first one in the party to die. <laughs> it's Josh. <laughs> also, let's not
0: forget that I'm also the guy that runs forward too far, triggers the next wave, and gets us <laughs> all killed because there's now 60
1: mobs after us. Yeah, teleporting too far ahead is definitely a real problem. I,
0: I, I am a little sad that you missed the uh, the very obvious... Uh, when you said you were the Devastator, I was just thinking uh-huh. like devastatingly handsome,
1: <laughs> oh, right? Yeah, I I really missed out there, I know. but I'll I'll take it at this point. Yes, devastatingly handsome. And then, guys, we have a historical moment here. We have for the first time ever a guest host. Huh? He's the pyromancer who turns everyone around him into ash, summoning massive volcanoes under the feet of his enemies. You guys might know him as the host of the incredibly successful podcast, The Fantasy Footballers, but if not, then you might remember him as the man who once took a pan to the back of the head from Todd. It's Andy Holloway. Welcome, Andy.
2: Uh, Thank you for having me on, and that is my claim to fame in the gaming world, (laughs) taking a pan to the back of the head. I will forever remember that uh, terrible, terrible act that ran me away from that game. But uh, no, it's exciting to be on and chat up uh, some Outriders. We have lots of gaming history together. All of it includes Josh running into the battle too soon. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what game it is. Josh doesn't even... He's not even ashamed. Uh, he He's like, remember, I also do this other thing that's annoying.
0: I'm really not apologetic at this point. Like, I just... I like <laughs> the fact that as, you know like my my closest friends that you guys just know what to expect at this point. And and like honestly, like Paul knows it's your job to res me like when I go down. And if you are busy, then Andy knows like <laughs> I just like when I die now it's like Paul, you got him? Oh oh no
1: you need me to get him. Okay. I, I
0: got you, Josh. And then somebody comes running over.
2: That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> I learned a long time ago as DPS or as a tank, you just follow Josh. Because Josh is gonna go where he goes it just comes with the territory, and you just follow Josh's lead. It doesn't matter what—even if he's the healer, if he's Baptiste <laughs> in Overwatch, he's going for DPS. You just gotta follow him. now come
0: on. I do heal
1: occasionally. <laughs> on occasion. All right, so some people might be wondering, you know, where is this mashup coming from? We've got a very successful podcast host coming on the lesser-known multiplayer podcast. You know, how do we all know each other? So what's what's our connection, guys? Well, poor Andy, uh
0: he inherited me by uh through marriage.
2: <laughs> I am married to Josh's sister, so I did inherit Josh, and I take the bad with the bad on that one, and yep. we're we're in good shape, but I grew up with Paul, Paul and I have known each other since uh grade school and spent uh i th- I would say like gaming is probably one of the linchpins of our friendship from day one. I mean. You were one mm-hmm. of the only friends I knew that even had a computer with games on it. Like, I didn't have one. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, you want to go way back. I remember playing Chuck Yeager's flight simulator <laughs> on your computer with a uh, decked out joystick and then playing descent mm-hmm. and, uh, games like that. So, um, you, I even think you had the faster internet before everybody that I knew. So it was, um, you know, back in dial-up days when you'd, when you'd connect on Command & Conquer 1 or or, oh, yeah. or Descent and, and you just do it late at night so that you hope, you know, grandma didn't call through the phone line and disconnect you. So, <laughs> yeah, Paul and I know, have known each other and been friends forever.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was lots of playing basketball, lots of video games. No, it was a lot no of doubt. Super Nintendo. No doubt. Lots of NBA hang time back in the day. Andy was actually the best man at my wedding. And he repaid me by having his brother as his best man at his wedding. <laughs> That's which when our I relationship guess fell
2: apart. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, you know, not only that, Andy, we have shared probably too many jobs together. That's true. I don't know if you realize how many jobs we've worked. I have a little list. Oh, boy. We both worked at Harkins Movie Theater. Yeah. Where I literally dated a girl named Jenny McCarthy, which will never stop being funny. That was funny. We both worked at Best Buy oh, with yeah. a man who looked exactly like Kevin Costner. That's correct. We both worked for a small business selling PDA cases and keyboards. That's right. What's we were sports is- coaches for an after-school program. Dang. Oh, my goodness. And we've worked together on several clickbait websites <laughs> making money through ad <laughs> revenue.
2: <laughs> that's that's the, the least attractive way to describe them, but completely mm-hmm. accurate. Yeah, you're right. Completely accurate. You have we have worked on quite a few things together over the years, but that just shows how old we are.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And now we can add podcasting there to you the go. list now at this point. No, this is yeah. this is a
2: ton of fun. And and we've I, I, I think I've dipped in and out of gaming a little bit more. You guys have been more the SETI stream of games, but um you know, I, I can think back to probably the heyday of our gaming, which was the World of Warcraft days where it was like a oh, yeah. just a world of like I remember first booting that game up and having your friends on it, and just be being blown away as to what am I seeing? Like, how is this possible? And I know Josh, you played EverQuest before that, but like your first MMO experience, oh, it's is it's mind blowing.
0: Now, I, Andy, I don't know if you remember, but the very first gaming. Uh, moments that we had together were on Latro.
2: I do remember. Oh, and I did goodness. not really know Lotro. you very
0: well at the time. I mean, you know, I knew you, uh, you know, I was at the wedding.
2: That's you know, Lord of the Rings, Online, the by the way. Yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah. And then uh, we, I just remember you guys were like, hey, let's play Latro together. And I was like, this is great. Like, I'm playing games with my sister, my brother in law. Latro was a ton of fun.
2: I we know where were this is headed.
0: Cruising. Th- <laughs> We were cruising through the game, getting strong, and then all of a sudden one day the Shire burned to the ground, Sauron won, and you guys abandoned me.
2: I think I think my <laughs> wife and I disappeared. I think that's you what happened. Did, and we've never lived it down.
0: It is. You you have. You've been my Rocket League buddy for, for that's years true. now. That's So true. it's all is forgiven now.
2: Yeah, it's funny because I still, uh, you know, you get older and you have kids and your gaming habits change a little bit. But I definitely am into the Rocket League style games where you can dip in and out. Overwatch is that too, where you can come on and if you don't have the kind of World of Warcraft four hours, you can still get competitive. uh, You can play with friends. Like I am not a one player game type of guy. Like I just, I try to get into those. Like I can do... Like, Red Dead Redemption 2 usurps that desire. Like, I can do that game and get into it, but I just so much more enjoy connecting with at least one person. I feel like I'm not wasting my time at the level I would be on a (laughs) one-player game. So, um, yeah, yeah, gaming has been a a big part of all of our relationships.
1: Yeah, you gotta love that social aspect of it. So, while we're still here in the introduction section, there is one story that I do want to share about Andy. Oh, no. Josh, I don't think, has ever heard this story. Now, in the last bonus round episode, someone wrote in some comments saying that they were sending love from Chicago. And I mentioned that one time I went to Chicago. What I did not say is that I went with a group of friends, and Andy was one of them. And there is a very special memory I have from Chicago of going to see Lord of the Rings Return of the King... And we were staying at at a friend's house. We took a bus in downtown Chicago to go to the movie theater. Wintertime. We see we see the seven hour you know Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I think it ended somewhere around one a.m. And Andy, do you want to tell the people a little bit about what happened
2: on our ride home? Yeah, that I I, I have a bad memory, but I remember every bit of this entire story. So yeah, <laughs> uh, we were, and this is this is we never been to Chicago. We're young kids. Uh, Chicago is a busy, bustling place. We didn't have a car. You're taking the bus everywhere. First, you walk two miles. You take the bus. You hope you end up mm-hmm. in the right spot. I've never ridden public <laughs> transportation before. And it's 2 in the morning. It's uh, I think it was December. I mean, it was October, it was November. December. December. Yeah, it was December. So it's freezing outside. And uh, I want to say that I didn't see all of Return of the King. And that's the absolute truth. Because about halfway through... <laughs> I was in the um, theater restrooms because a (laughs) stomach (laughs) flu began to spread through all of us in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we had to find our way back to our friend in his house, but with the stomach flu in the middle of the night at one in the morning on public transit. And uh, I'll forever remember getting about, I don't know, maybe a quarter of the way, a halfway back. When I tell Paul on the bus, I say, "Paul, I and going on a bus with an upset stomach, not the best ride of your life." And I remember telling Paul, "I go, I have to jump off this bus. I'm going <laughs> yep. to throw up." And and Paul, I'm like, "You have to come with me." And Paul, and so, in the middle of nowhere, at at a random stop in the middle of Chicago at two in the morning, we leap off the bus. I. Mm-hmm. Uh, make a part of Chicago's (laughs) sidewalk very unhappy and then we're standing and waiting for another bus for what seems like hours hoping we don't get you know uh, dragged off into an alleyway Um, and yes I remember that vividly and that was uh, not the the best time but it makes for a great story (laughs) it does
1: (laughs) I have never heard this story yeah Yeah, so here we are, lost, in downtown Chicago, middle of the night, and we ended up walking a good part of the trip. We did end up making our way back, but I also remember what we ate that day for dinner, and everyone ate fettuccine Alfredo, which is probably not the best meal if everyone's going to end up with a stomach bug. I'm a little nauseous, yeah. Yeah, a little nauseous, and our friend's girlfriend threw up in the shower. And I remember hearing about that after the fact. <laughs> oh goodness, the I I don't know why it didn't make it to the toilet. But, you know, so that everyone got extremely sick on this trip to Chicago. And uh, yeah, it was great. That's one of my very special memories is leaping off the bus with him. Oh I think gosh. he had one foot still in the air and just started vomiting <laughs> oh, it was, it was all not, over the sidewalk. It was unbelievable. It, <laughs> it, was, it was great. It was
2: terrible. <laughs> I, I'll remember, too, like one of our old gaming memories. Um to throw in there when you said a lot of Super Nintendo, I want to say a lot of N64 too, where you, mm-hmm. where we played so much Mario Party and there were so many Mario Party levels that involved mm-hmm. rotating the joystick that Paul actually bore holes into his hands to where, the point where he was bleeding.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: And he still wanted to play and he had to cover it with like bandages and then he'd keep playing.
1: I would pull out my dad's work gloves and I'd put oh, it on my, my hand and gosh. that way I could... I could spin is, the analog oh, control. Stick. This is
0: why you're so good at the mini
1: games. In, That's right. <laughs> yeah, these co op games we've been playing. That's right. Nothing's gonna slow me down. Oh my goodness! All right, so that tells everyone a little bit about how we know each other one last piece of housekeeping we do want to welcome a new patreon supporter that just recently joined so a shout out to discord user dilf dave dilf dave so welcome buddy good to have you with us hey dilf
0: dave is a uh is a pretty uh pretty good rocket league player man we hopped in and uh, played a couple rounds yesterday and uh and had a good time man
1: I'm still sad yeah. that I don't like Rocket League. Yeah. I'm uh, continually it's okay. left out, but that's my fault. Another
0: another of our Discord uh, and uh, podcast supporters by the name of Dylan joined us, and then promptly showed us what uh, champion level gameplay looks like for mm. us, uh, us scrub diamond players.
2: That's not our level, Josh. That wasn't our no. our level. Oh, okay.
1: No, no, it was <laughs> not not close. Well, I think it's time, guys. Let's get into it, Outriders. from developer people can fly here's the description of Outriders on Steam Outriders brutal and bloody combat combines frenetic gunplay violent powers and deep RPG systems to create a true genre hybrid So that's not too specific guys how would you describe Outriders to someone who's never heard of the game
2: yeah, That's a good question uh the the game that jumps out to me as a partial comp was the division in division two in terms of some of the uh like the movement and then like mass effect is layered in there in some capacity what what other games come to mind for you oh man this
0: game it's it's like this question should be followed up like if you haven't heard of outriders have you heard of games like diablo uh have you heard of games like anthem uh the division mass effect like This is the perfect mashup of, like, all of those games, like, just smashed together to have some weird, like, offspring baby Outriders game.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and you can even throw into that mix Borderlands. You could throw in Destiny 2. It's got elements from all of those games kind of mashed together. Uh, I would probably say looter shooter is kind of the first phrase that comes to mind for Outriders. A lot of it is based on... Running around shooting stuff in first, well, it's actually not first person, in third person, and then doing lots of tinkering with gear and inventory. And we're definitely going to jump into all that here in just a little bit. Now, I would ask Andy to explain a little bit about Outrider's storyline, except I think Andy <laughs> has watched maybe 7% of the storyline. Oh, that's Andy being generous. Hates Come on. Cut <laughs> Andy hates cutscenes more than anyone I've ever seen.
2: It became kind of a thing in this game, especially. I, um, you know, I want to get to the shooting. What can I say?
0: <laughs> it's what's really funny is this does not this is not just Outrider specific because Andy and I played a lot of Division two together. Like, Paul, you played the division with us as well. But Andy and I kind of stuck it stuck it out a lot longer than you did. And it was funny because in any cutscene scene in, in the division, Andy was instantly like, skip. But then I wanted to see what was going on, and then it just kind of became this thing where it was like, you know, I was watching. He was like, "Hey, let's skip this, but we haven't played a game like that in a while.
2: What's funny is I legitimately, if you had told me that there weren't cutscenes in division, I would have been like, "Yeah that's <laughs> that's
1: right. <laughs> I didn't even remember there were
2: cutscenes,
1: Not at all. Every single time a cutscene started, it would say one out of three people has voted to skip this cutscene, and we knew it was Andy. Every cutscene, every single time, it never, it never grew unfunny. It just made me laugh every single time because it was like, as it was still loading, it would already have vote one out of three to skip.
2: So tell me, tell me something though. Did did, was my skipping of these cutscenes? was it prescient prescient was it s- smart w- or was the story redeemable and i'm s I am a less than a man or less of a man for not having followed the story
0: uh the story's passable I mean, I don't think you're missing a lot to be honest i I do like that every now and then like Paul or myself would also click the skip button so that two out of the three check marks were lit up to just to get you excited. Like, maybe you're going to get to skip this cutscene, and then the other person wouldn't skip it.
1: (laughs) Well, one of the things with Outriders that's really funny is that if you're not the one hosting every session, inevitably you go through the story out of order. Because if I'm playing on my own, maybe I get through a few missions, but then if I join Andy and he's further ahead, the game warns me, Hey, you're going to skip ahead. Are you okay? You're going to see spoilers. And so all of us experienced this game a little bit out of order. All of us saw the same cutscenes multiple times, and that's just kind of one of the innate problems of playing a co-op game like this. It's the same with games like Diablo Three. You know, it's kind of hard to remember what happens when the game's a little bit of a mis- mishmash in my head. I-, I don't even know that I could really tell you what happens when, and I would argue it doesn't really matter.
2: there was There was a part I remember when you know we were all we all had our individual games. But we were playing a lot together. But then I think like you skipped ahead or I skipped ahead a couple of uh, story levels. But when you rejoin as a solo player, it kind of left you there. So you had already like there was a boss fight that you hadn't done. And you're like, wait, you guys fought this guy and you already passed it in your story because it skipped it ahead.
1: I 100% thought that there was still a certain villain out in this game that was going to be the final boss, oh, I right? And you about guys that. started talking about that fight and you're like, yeah, remember with that boss fight when you do X, Y, and Z? I did not know if you guys were being serious or not because <laughs> I did not know that that ever took place. That one chapter got skipped over. In I my completely, story. I
0: thought you were like joking with us or something. Cause we knew that no. you were ahead a little bit. <laughs> and then we're, we started talking about this guy and you're like, wait, what? Like, and then we were like, Paul, yeah, you know, the whole boss fight thing. And we're like, no. And we're like, nope. this is not a side mission. Like, how did you get to where you are without fighting this guy? But yes, we, we did eventually figure it out.
1: Yeah, we we did. All right. So when you guys first jumped into Outriders, whether it was the demo or the regular game, what were your guys' like initial thoughts? What did you think about the combat, the way the game played, the way it felt? What were your initial impressions?
0: Dude, I just remember picking... I knew I was going to pick the trickster because the name fit. You know, I didn't know anything else about the class. I just remember jumping in. on brand. Yeah, trying out this trickster. The first skill you get is this, like, time blade where you, like, slice it, you know, in front of you. And I was like, okay, well, let me try this. I slice this thing and all of the guys in front of me, like, turn into skeletons and then crumble into ash. And I was just (laughs) like... (gasps) oh. this is the greatest skill I've ever seen. And then, you know, a couple of other levels later, I unlock this like time warp bubble where it just goes like, and then there's this big blue bubble on the screen. How and does then it go again? Everybody, it goes, <laughs> that's a pretty good, you got to admit. <laughs> that's not bad. That. Um, and then, but it slows everything that's inside the bubble, including bullets. So that in very slow motion, you see these bullets like slowly flying through and that's when it just clicked for me that, like, dude, this game has some of the coolest skills I think I've ever seen in a video game.
2: Yeah, i, w- I would s- I would say the the first impression was the it wasn't just the skills; it was just the actual art and the the graphics of the game. Like when we first jumped into the demo, and I'm just running around, and we're seeing creatures run through this you know valley or whatever. I remember being on there with Josh, going like, "Look at this game! Look how good it looks!" and and you know you can't live on just you know skill animations and art, but it it sure made a great first impression on the visual side of where it's like I want to explore these worlds, I want to see what creatures are out there, and um maybe more than a cutscene it drew me into the to the world itself.
1: <laughs> Andy still has no idea what an outrider even is <laughs> doesn't even matter. Yeah, I think for me, it took a little bit of an adjustment, because I'm used to playing cover-based mechanic games, whether it's The Division or Mass Effect or whatever. You tend to play back a little bit more, and you try to be a little more protective. And to me, it was a real mind-shift adjustment to understand that this game is very fast-paced. They have it designed, and I and I saw this and I heard it in all the trailers. You know, you heal by damaging other people and getting kills, And it really was interesting to jump in and just see how frenetic the gameplay really is. You are continually running and sprinting between huge groups of enemies. You're gunning them down quickly. And I didn't play like that in the demo. In the demo, I was sitting back trying to snipe things and play it slow. And that's not how you're supposed to play Outriders. This game is definitely action, first and foremost. Alright, now the game did release on April Fool's Day, which was... Somewhat timely given how this game released. What do you guys remember about release day, April first? Uh number one, it got pushed back
0: from I don't know, what was it supposed to be initially? March or February. I think it was supposed to be like February second or something like that. I remember being really bummed that they pushed it back. I just remember not being able to play uh at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know how did that differ from April first, Josh? Yes,
0: exactly. So, I I mean, yeah, it's a launch day on an online game. I knew there were going to be server problems. Um, It just got to be where it wasn't just April 1st. It became April 2nd and then April 3rd and then April 4th. I I mean, we did get some game time in there, but this was not a smooth launch like at all.
2: I I, I agree. It was so frustrating, too, because a lot of people took time out of their schedules, and that's like the worst PR hit that you can take. Is when people are literally sitting around waiting to play your game, and they don't get to have that experience, and then tell others about it. Um, I, you guys are the experts. Is it possible to f- complete a game and release it? Is that without these hiccups, without these issues? I mean, it seems like, uh, like Josh, you just conceded in your in your words there, like. Well, I know on launch day it's not going to be up. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's like—I I
0: mean, it's sadly—I don't know that it is, man. We've had some pretty disastrous launches lately. I, I mean, Cyberpunk, yeah, that launch was not great. You know, it's—it's it's, <laughs> way to undersell it. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice here, man. Come on, uh, you know, it, it. Yeah, it's here's part of the problem is that they shot themselves in the foot, and this is a terrible, terrible pattern that we're seeing, where they're making games that have single-player components where they are online only all the time. And why, for the life of me, a game developer would want to have to provide the like infrastructure, I guess, I don't even know if that's the right term, to to have servers so that people can be playing a single-player game like i i don't know the like the technology behind that or the reasoning why other than like trying to gather data on things but that i don't understand the point of that so it's like yes this is an online multiplayer co-op shooter so you should have servers for that but people that want to play single player should not have to be online so you've just demolished your servers by having every single person that wants to play this game be online at the same time
1: well, you got someone famous in your corner, Josh, because I saw a lot of video from Snoop Dogg on release day, and he was not happy that he was not able to log in and even play single. Player. I saw wow. that video
0: and man Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg I feel was your waiting pain. for Outriders. Dude, he Snoop, was so mad. Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg is pretty funny when you <laughs> should look up the video. It is uh not safe for kids to be around because you know Snoop Dogg, he uh he, he definitely cusses a little bit, but let's just say that <laughs> He tried to play Outriders and he was going to stream it on Twitch and it didn't go well. (laughs) Wow.
1: Oh, he had his webcam on and his screen and he just keeps getting the authentication (laughs) error trying to log in. And finally, he just kind of like starts throwing stuff and he's just like cursing at people can fly. It was pretty fantastic. It's
2: funny because when you think about the effect that those moments have on a game and its success, it's massive. Like, what would, what would, the team at Outriders pay to have Snoop Dogg go play their game in front of like the marketing dollars of value that they cost beyond the PR hit just for players is so massive like if you have a game that makes this good of a visual impression and it goes off without a hitch on day one I don't know like you might it might take over like that's how you could take over for a while as a game and it's it is disappointing that they can't quite put it together. Um, and, you know, then they set deadlines and miss deadlines and it just becomes this whole uh, kind of you're almost disappointed before you get to be, dis- you know, you could be disappointed with the gameplay.
1: Yeah, it's really sad. Like there's a whole movement to not preorder games because you see releases like this. Oh, yeah. I just kind of miss the good old days where you just were patient and the game would come out when it's done. And I think everyone would be fine with that. You know, push it back. I know it sucks, but I think in the long run, we'd all be happier if we actually had games that, that worked well. All right. So in the introduction, I shared a little bit about the classes that we play, and I thought it would be fun if we maybe just broke those down a little bit and talked about the difference between them and kind of how they're designed to function. So I can go first. I picked the Devastator class, and I really regret it, but I picked the Devastator <gasps> that because... That sad, Paul! I know. It's... But... The problem with the Devastator is that it's fine for the story and it's fine halfway through the endgame content and then all the other classes just take off with DPS and leaves the Devastator behind. But I had heard that the Devastator was very tanky and I figured, well, in a class makeup, you're going to need a tank. So I picked it and the Devastator is designed for very close combat. You get healed when you kill enemies in close proximity And the Devastator has lots of Earth-based skills. So he can cast Earthquakes or bring a pillar out of the ground and impale an enemy. You know, it's all Earth-based type magic. And you get a huge bonus to armor, but that trade-off is that you have the lowest DPS. There's even a lot of Devastators reporting that as soon as they join an expedition party, they immediately get kicked out of the group. Because when you're at the max CT-15 tier... Their damage is just so bad compared to everyone else. So that's the devastator, uh, Josh. What about you? What's it like to play the
0: tricks? That makes me sad, Paul. You're, you're. I don't know. You've been keeping up with me in damage, so either kudos to you, or they're not as bad. But, um, I, I mean, I think the devastator is super cool. They, I mean, they have some incredible abilities. Every time you ground slam and the earth like just kind of shatters upwards is really, mm-hmm. really neat. The impaling people with the spike is super cool if if not graphic you know um <laughs> and then just hearing you stomping around completely encased in rock armor is is pretty cool too but um yeah so the trickster i is i love the trickster honestly i don't know what other class i would play that i would be interested in but the trickster is a very Um, hit and run type character. They manipulate time. Um, so all of their abilities are, you know, time knives and, you know, whirling time things and time bubbles and, you know, that kind of stuff. But, uh, the class kind of plays almost like a rogue, if you can imagine that. Like a lot of their, their skills involve like teleporting behind somebody, unloading just an entire clip into their back. You know, you get damage bonuses for shooting people from behind them. uh, And then you can recall yourself through time to like teleport back, which is really cool. There's uh, another skill where you can spin around like a whirlwind and life tap everybody around you. You can mark people so that they take double damage. Uh, There's a lot of really neat uh, aspects to it, but they're not very tanky. Uh, and so I would like to just posit this right now that it's not my fault that I die all the time because the trickster is not a very, you know, tanky class. And that's not my problem.
2: So to to be clear, you take the non-tanky class, but you go up and you just grab everybody.
0: You have to. The game says, it says the, you have to play aggressively. <laughs> attack, and, attack, attack. And the trickster, like the <laughs> Devastator, only heals When you kill somebody in close range. So I'm only doing what the game told me I should do.
2: Paul said it earlier. I think that's kind of the... Like, the classes are different, obviously. Different skills, different strengths, different weaknesses. But I'm not sure that any of them can sit back, you know, because of the healing mechanic and because of the fact that just the way the levels are structured, you have enemies on all sides, like... When I play single player on there, I have to be super procedural and careful and snipe and walk cover to cover, but it's still very challenging. And and so, my class, Pyromancer, I mean, it's in the name. I burn things. Yeah, it's a medium range type of class where I'm not good if they get up on me. I have a couple, you know, there are a few skills and abilities that kind of aoe crowd control guys that get close to you so i can roll away and then use flaming abilities like uh you know there's a thermal bomb which is pretty cool where once a once an enemy is killed it he explodes and kills more enemies around him and there's big walls of fire and there's a lot of uh you know effect to burning enemies and then getting advantages to burning enemies Um, But I don't want them up on my face. You you can die pretty quick if they're up on your face and you got to find cover. You got to... I mean, you pretty much... I think Division was a lot like this too. I mean, if you're not in cover or you're not actively healing, you're going to die pretty much right away. I mean, and snipers are pretty brutal in this game. And that balance, I think we've all found where it's like, okay, I'd like to sit back and snipe. I'd like to have a sniper build. But then like the... Return on investment for doing that isn't there because it's, you know, you sit back and you try to pick apart a few snipers and you got a bunch of guys in your face. So frenetic is definitely a good word to describe it. Like, but in a good way, I think, like at least for me, it's like it's very fun with your friends having so many enemies attack you and you are just going wild. And the more you shoot, the more you heal. So, um, Paul and I. Which is
0: weird because, I mean, people see this game and they see cover, right? Like, they think, oh, there's all these walls. You've seen screenshots where it's like, oh, I know I'm about to get in a big fight because there's cover everywhere. But, like, I mean, all jokes aside, I I mean, I don't take cover in this game. Like, and I know, you know, like, yes, I die a lot, but I don't – like, you guys don't take cover either. Like, that's kind of the thing is, like, this is not a game like Division where you sit and cover – And then pop out and shoot a few guys and then go back into cover like cover in this game is only for like two or three seconds at a time at most before you are charging back into the fight to do something else. Because it's like you said, you don't heal if you're not killing people from close range, usually. And so if you're sitting in cover, you're just getting plinked to death. Like, yes, you're not dying instantly, but you're just slowly dying because you have zero way of healing yourself at that point either.
1: Yeah, definitely. You have to keep moving. You have to get those kills up close while also balancing a little bit of medium to long range combat. And it definitely is very intense. Like I know I told Josh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about expeditions in a minute here, but you do some of those expedition runs and the timer tells you that it lasted six minutes and you're like (laughs) sweaty (laughs) and like you would have sworn you were just fighting for 35 straight minutes. Like it's so intense, even when the gameplay is relatively short because you're running around at that breakneck speed the whole time.
2: I think the tech, the technical term is bunch, butt clinch moments. Uh, Yes. Yes. (laughs) Your butt butt clenches up for the entire expedition. And then when it's over with, you're like, I just fought over 1500 guys and that was super fun. And you know, it is a, it's a weird dynamic. Like I, I don't feel like the, and maybe you guys have a different thought, but I don't feel like the cover, like the actual mechanic functions as smoothly as it, does in other games either. So it almost feels like it's there, but it, it wasn't as smooth as Division or Mass Effect. And it's not essential to every moment, you know, since you have to rush into these fights. So it almost feels more peripheral than I thought it was when the game started.
1: You really just take cover to wait out a cooldown before jumping back in. At least for me, that's what cover does but there's also a lot of doorways and things that look like you should be able to take cover and you can't so the cover is not an afterthought in the game but it's definitely not essential so if you're the kind of person who says i hate gears of war and mass effect because i don't like cover-based combat i don't think that should stop you from playing this game you are in cover minimally when you play it uh the fourth class that we didn't mention as of yet is the technomancer we have a buddy jared that we'll probably mention later in in regards to the bugs with the game, but he played Technomancer, and that's kind of built around plopping down a turret that might do toxic or ice damage, and that's about all I know about the Technomancer. I haven't played them
2: very much. I played quite a bit of it in the demo. I mean, as, as much as you could at that point, but it was I thought it was a really fun class. I went into it thinking it was a purely again a, a sniper distance class with a protective turret, and I ended up with you know a shotgun and and freezing people and then you know shooting them up close too so i think all the classes have you know this at least 50 percent element of being in the face of enemies and just spinning around in circles firing but uh it seemed pretty fun
1: yeah it seems like especially for single player it seemed like it's probably a little bit easier because you get to plop down that turret probably makes it a little bit easier for solo players Alright, so I thought we could spend a few minutes talking about the inventory, loot, mod systems, because so much of this game is tinkering with all of your gear. So, you can play the storyline missions, or once you beat it, you get to go out on these expeditions, and all along you are collecting loot... You are able to dismantle loot, which will teach you various mods. You can use all of these things to customize your weapons, your helmets, your upper and lower armor, your boots, your gloves, and all of these things let you customize around certain bonuses to skills or bonuses to combat, and it really lets you play an awful lot with how you want to play your class. You can even respec your class skills, you get uh, up to... I don't remember how many points. Maybe it is thirty because there's thirty levels that you get to build in your class, and you can reset that and redo it at any point. So this game is infinitely customizable at any point. What did you guys think about that kind of system?
2: Do you want to go first, Josh?
0: Yeah, it's. I, I honestly, I love the loot system in this game. Um, it it's a little. I think you can play through the story, like the campaign, without really focusing on loot a whole lot. Like it's great if you get a legendary drop. You know, getting your first purple, you know, epic drop is great because it has two mod slots on it. So there is that nice, like just kind of progression and playing through the campaign. But I feel like the loot doesn't really open up until you get past the campaign into the expeditions part. And that's where you can really, really start like building out the different, like, ways that you want to play. So, for instance, for me, I had found a build that was very gun-oriented, uh, skills that augmented, like, the bullets with, like, time effects and stuff like that, did extra damage. And then I got a little tired of that, so I wanted to move into just, you know, playing around with my build, right? Like, that's part of the fun of a game like this. So I completely 180'd You know, my character, free refund on the skill tree, put points in a completely different tree, tried out various skill combinations, found a build that worked really, really well that I was super happy with. And then it's like, okay, well, I like this a lot. So let me start trying to tweak how I make this even better. And that's through increasing, you know, components of gear and different stats on gear and things like that. You know, um, there's things like anomaly power, which... You know, in a simple form would be like magic power, you know, like that would affect like skills that are like magic type based, I guess. And then you have like firepower, which is, you know, how strong your guns are and stuff like that. Um, Just tons of options, tons of customization. I love the ability to just tinker with stuff and say, hey, can I make these two skills work together? you know, with with these mods, which I'll let one of you guys talk about the mods because I think those are super cool too and what really make you feel almost like a superhero in this game.
2: Yeah, I, I think what I like about it is, you know, there's so many different games with crafting and the loot mechanics and customization mechanics. But I feel like there's massive variety, but it's all very impactful and it's it's still simple enough to functionally use it all the time. So you can have massive choice, but it's simple enough to try to strategize without, you know, taking two hours to do it. And one thing I don't think we mentioned was that, you know, it's a shooter, but there are uh, three really powerful, you know, anomaly skills that every class can have active at one time, but you have a total of, I think eight or nine skills that you can swap into there. So, If you're somebody that wants to like, if I want to shoot more or have a firepower focus on my pyromancer, I'm doing a lot more weapon-oriented modding. I'm doing customization based on guns and and firepower. Or if I want to be somebody that's casting more fire spells, so to speak, which you know skills, then I can completely customize my build to play that way. So even though there's four classes. You know, there's really, you know, a group of 12 types of, you know, focuses, and then you can intermix them. So, you know, I I was impressed with it. And I continue to be just even in the in-game content where I can, I just feel like it's very meaningful that you can put three or four mods on that super, I mean, they significantly change the way an ability functions. Um, I can think of like this volcano eruption that the Pyromancer does. And you throw two or three mods on uh, on your weapon and your your gear, and all of a sudden the volcano is like three times the radius and three times the power, and you know it, it physically changes it in the game. So it's pretty. I thought it was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of synergy that you can get with the mods. So maybe you have on one of your items of gear that your shots will inflict bleed and then maybe you have another mod where your shots will do additional damage to targets who have bleed and now you bring in one of your skills that you know does something that also impacts bleed and it spreads bleed to targets around them and so as you start to build these things your character gets far more powerful and it's just much more enjoyable when you finally key in on one of those strategies that actually works really well.
2: I we we haven't talked about it, but there's probably ways to complement one another class wise too, with uh some of those abilities, you know,
0: oh, a hundred percent we haven't even like that's the thing is like we we're we're maybe midway through the end game on this, and it's like we're still figuring out like our character builds, but I definitely think there's a point where it's like we could easily synergize amongst the three of us to try to pull off these amazing combos, right? Like it's one of those, like we, we kind of see it a little bit. Like Paul has an ability that pulls everybody together in a big clump. And then I, you know, I can time slice everybody. And then while I'm doing that and they're all slow and turning into skeletons, you can volcano under Mm -hmm. that group doing massive damage and turning them all into ash so that they can't move afterwards, you know, and then just cycling through that. I mean, I think there's almost that like raid type synergy in this game Mm -hmm. that I don't even think people have really tapped into yet. Like right now, because the game's only been out like what, 10 days or something like that, you know? And it's like, I think people are still trying to figure out their builds and what works best there. And people have an idea. Like I said, I've gone through two very different builds and I haven't even played around with anything else yet. Like there might be, you know, three or four very viable builds that are out there that people just haven't discovered yet. So I really, I love that interaction aspect. I love that you can try to get mods. So basically what mods are is mods are like perks that you add to weapons or armor that do crazy things. Like, Paul, you have this lightning bolt mod that I see just going off all the time. I I feel like you're like... Thor Zeus just, you know, calling (laughs) lightning down on people. And that's not even a skill. That's just a mod that like any class can get and put on their weapon so that when you're shooting people, you're shooting them with bullets. But then lightning is flying down from the sky and hitting them for tons of damage, too. You know, so there's just all kinds of things that you can add to your gear that is... It almost seems infinite. Like, I know it's not, but right now where the game is at, it's like, I feel like there's so much undiscovered stuff right now that it's honestly super exciting. Like, it's fun to just dig in and try to figure
1: things out. Yeah, you're definitely right. All right. So we would be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the bugs what? in Outriders. What bugs? Not just Wait. the bad release, Wait, but bugs? the bugs. Yeah. What's your guy's favorite bug that you've encountered? Favorite oh.
2: bug. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah,
1: favorite bug. My favorite is loading in with no heads up display every <laughs> single time I load the game. And I have to return to lobby and reload and pray to the Outrider gods that I will have a HUD. And sometimes you don't. Sometimes you got to log out and back in three, four, five times to get your heads up display. Do you want my top 10 list of bugs? Top 10 bugs. Top 10 yeah.
0: bugs. Okay, let's see. Uh, my guy will randomly not be able to fire in the Mm -hmm. middle of combat uh i have that one too my guy will uh when you play with teammates you can self-res once uh and then your teammates have to res you my guy will just randomly not be able to res himself and i'll get a a thing on screen that says effect resisted (laughs) he resisted his own res i don't know how that happens (laughs) uh you know my skills don't work uh loading in without a hud uh, crash to desktop. Uh, the the current one is joining an expedition when we all join in and everybody gets kicked out of the party right away. So we all have to rejoin mm-hmm. once we're in the expedition. Uh, you know, oh, the list got, goes on. I've man. got
2: one more for you. That's extremely fun. Is once we've you know once we've all died after a really hard fight and we reload at the beginning to try again maybe one of us loads in and the other two people, their name plates are above their head, but their physical mm-hmm. bodies aren't there yet. And we <laughs> just sit around and wait for them to pop in so that they get the, you know, the XP oh. that they're supposed to have.
1: We have lost hours by this point That's true. waiting for the last person to load in where they're connected to the internet, we're talking on Discord, and it just takes four minutes you, sometimes you to load You can see in.
0: me using my skills. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, you can see me, like, <laughs> whirlwinding, but my guy's not there. And then you're like, yeah, you're still not here, Josh. And I'm like, I, I can see my skills on the screen. And you're like,
2: yep, not there yet. Which, I mean, there are a lot of bugs. They fixed some of them in their first patch so far. Uh, like, specifically, the uh, UI bugs are are remedied for the most part, not perfectly. But it does. Does it speak to the quality of the game outside of the bugs that we're still playing? I mean, what was the game that Amazon released that I am forgetting the name of? <laughs>
0: Crucible.
2: <laughs> See, Crucible was the combination of awful mixed with bugs, and when you do yeah. that, you just know to, to trash bin that thing. But this game, we have we've sat around and waited for down servers. We have persisted through. Okay, reconnect to my game. <laughs> reconnect to my game. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, because I, let's try joining on andy this time yeah, instead of Josh. Right, let's see if right. that works and then you know yeah i think the expression i used the other day was like man this game cannot get out of its own way sometimes but we do when it when it when it's working i feel like we've had a lot of fun
1: so my other last favorite bug that we have not mentioned is that countless players have disconnected during an expedition oh, oh no and log back in to find their character in their undies inventory completely wiped this has happened to our buddy jared not once but twice he has lost all of his gear wow this is like combining the worst part of rust where you log in and you've been raided and you've lost everything and all your progress, it's taking that mechanic and throwing it into Outriders. Oh no. It's absolutely infuriating. I can't believe I had heard wind that this was happening to people, but
0: you know, there's always that one random person where something doesn't work and they want to scream and blah, blah, blah. And, and then it started kind of catching on on Reddit a little bit. And I remember we were all playing and Jared was playing And I remember because Jared made it to expeditions before we did. And so I said, hey, Jared, have you heard about that bug where people are losing all of like all of their inventory? And he was like, oh, no, I haven't. I'm like, yeah, I hear it's happening in expeditions. And so just be careful. And he was like, oh, it'll be all right. I think it was the (laughs) very next day where Jared was like, guys, it happened. And we were like, what? And he was like, I lost all my stuff. And let's be clear. This is a looter shooter game. You play for the loot. Yeah, and and when the we whole say your inventory is wiped, we mean it's completely gone. Like, you got nothing, man. And they have not figured out how to restore gear to people yet. People are still losing their gear. They had a patch where they said, hey, we think we've got this problem fixed. And then I don't know if it's worse since the patch. Like, more and more people are losing their gear. It, it, this is like... A catastrophic level bug in a game that is about acquiring gear so that you can play your character and have builds and stuff like that.
1: So when we weigh all of this on both sides of the scale, is Outriders currently a game you would recommend to others? Do the pros outweigh the cons? Oh, heck yes! Heck yeah. (laughs) That's the hard part, though. Like, if any one of us lose all our inventory... You're not gonna want to play anymore. That's gonna like really ruin the experience. And there's always that 0.1% chance when you log in that it's all gonna be stripped and stolen from you. Hey,
0: no risk it, no biscuit, Paul. It makes every time we hop in just <laughs> that much more exciting, man.
2: Oh, it's a feature, not a bug? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's exactly a it's a roll of the dice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Increased adrenaline and stress
0: rate. Dude, it's I ha- get sweaty every time, man. Every time we every time it says you've disconnected from the party leader.
1: Like, my heart skips a beat because I'm like, is this, is this it, man? Is this the time? Oh, we'll even say things like, well, did you all, did you alt F4 already, Paul? Did you log in? Do you already have your gear? And like, you'll (laughs) test to see if like the water is clear. Like, if we've already done it, then maybe you're good to go. Oh, man. It's just so bananas. I mean, I know we can kind of laugh and joke about it, but man, what a bad game breaking bug. I mean, there is just so much bad PR because if you're going to have a bug, this is like, the worst possible one you can have. That's a yeah. take your ball it's and go bad.
2: home. Like, you're done with the game. Like, if that happened to me, I'm like, all right, you know, that's it. Was it was fun I while mean, it lasted. That, that's yeah. a game breaking yeah. bug, like you said.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have heard a lot of our thoughts about Outriders. Josh, what does the community have to say? Oh, boy. They have a
0: lot to say because it has not been the smoothest of launches. And yet, this game is incredible in a lot of ways. So, it was i was actually really curious to see like how people were rating this game because it's like are you rating it on how fun it is and how incredible the skills and the combat are or are you rating this on the fact that you lost all of your inventory and you hate this game like forever now so i'm going to read a few uh, a few, a few reviews here so first one this is not recommended And uh, it says, if you're looking for a refund, remember not to leave your game on the loading screen waiting for authentication to get into the game.
1: Wise words.
0: I mean, the first four days were waiting for authentication, waiting for the servers to to come back online. uh, And it was was just bad. Um, All right. So a second uh we touched on this one this one's real quick second not recommended is this an april fool's joke internet connection required to play single player content Mm. don't do that man don't developers just stop
1: it
2: it seems like there's more more of that than less now i think that that's how they're building a lot of these games
1: there was such backlash to the drm model like 10 years ago And it's like everyone just doubled down on it, it seems.
0: There's got to be a monetary reason for it. I just don't know what it is by having people online all the time. Like they're not, it's not like EA where they're putting ads in their games, you know, or something like that. I, I don't know. So, all right. This is, this one is recommended. You like shoot? You like loot? You like endlessly grinding for no real reason? Legendary with low drop chance? Killing the boss one more time. Border Diablo Division Destiny, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Border Diablo Division Destiny. That's, yeah.
0: Yep. That's uh, I can that's
2: see basically Frankenstein's it.
1: monster of all those. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. All right. And then uh, another recommended here. This This is another kind of mashup. So for Destiny players who got bored of the game, for Anthem refugees, for people wanting more Borderlands. For Warframe players who got banned for suspicious activity, and for the four people still playing the Division for some reason, come and play Outriders. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like that Predator meme where you see all the hands in the middle and it's just all those groups coming together in Outriders. That's right. yeah. It really is. I do like that yeah.
2: Anthem's included in it, though, because if Anthem you know, can hang around in our memory for just one more day, that would be... That'd be good for me. I loved I loved where that Anthem was going. Anthem was so
0: good for such a short period of time, man.
1: Yeah. Best five-hour game ever made. Yeah.
0: Yeah, really, honestly. Um, okay, so and then what we like to do is we like to guess um, what the overall score, uh, like the user score is. So, Andy, for like Steam reviews, it's, you know, to 100%. Um, so what do you think the overall user score is for Outriders?
2: Oh, the bugs, man. The bugs are, are just so prevalent and people, it's like, you know, checking restaurant reviews. Not a lot of people are going on there to say how amazing (laughs) it is, but they are going to go on and say the pro I'm going to give it. I don't know if this is good or bad because I don't review them as much as you guys do but i'm going to guess like 65%. That's going to be my guess.
1: I literally have written down 65%. Wow. So oh, to adjust. Wow. It's almost
0: like you guys have been friends
1: your whole lives or something. I know, right? I so i will bump it up 1%. I'll go 66. Oh, I think great. if you I think if you polled the majority of players, most of them would say the game is fine. I'm enjoying it. I'm liking it. It's great. But then the, the problems of this game are going to bring out so many extra negative reviews you wouldn't normally hear. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'm going to say 66.
0: All right. I My guess, which I did write down before I looked, was I, apparently I'm higher on this game. Apparently, the more you die, the more you like it or something. So I said 86%. Like, I knew that 86. there was going to be a lot of backlash, but it's also still a very, very well done game. And I was like, it's not going to be in the 90s. People are going to be griping about the servers and stuff. So I said 86%. Well. Where's it at? The actual percentage is 64%.
1: Oh, are you serious? I am 64? Dead
0: serious. I cannot believe when Andy was like 65%. I was like, oh my goodness. But that also (laughs) makes me very, very happy. (laughs) Because as the winner andy now has to introduce our next segment
2: oh my goodness so I'm a le- andy all right i can do it now i i don't remember uh exactly it's- how you do it so i'm gonna make it up as i go along
1: oh okay perfectly fine <laughs> too- you just, it just has to be in a sexy voice it doesn't matter yes, what you say you got to do sexy voice
2: <laughs> welcome everybody to make love marry and murder
1: That was not sexy at all. I'll
2: take it. I don't know how I felt
0: about that. It was like, (laughs) it it was kind of like a dulcet tones, but then I was like, I I don't, yeah, I'll have to listen to it again to to give
1: final judgment. So
2: glad I won.
1: Yeah. 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 (laughs) What's funny is I had a 50 50 chance of going either one above or one below. I'm so glad when you went higher. I was like, oh man, this is going to be great. So. All right, so Josh, are you going to make love, marry, or murder Outriders? Man, this one's a little tough. Like,
0: I want to say I think this game is a marry because I can see it being a phenomenal game for a, a long time. But I don't know at what point the loot grind is going to come to like that crashing halt. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like I am absolutely loving this game right now. I want to say marry, but it's like, I don't know that I'm going to be loot grinding this like two months from now. You know what I mean? And so I'm going to give it a very strong make love.
1: (laughs) Strong with the potential
0: to marry it later on. If (laughs) like if it quits being crazy, you know, and it settles down a little bit, and quits going out with its friends all night on the weekends, you know, (laughs) like then it's merry material at that point. But for now, like definitely
1: make love. What about you, Andy?
2: I want it to be merry very badly. Like, I want a game that, you know, the the way that the in-game works with expeditions and the variety and the fact that, like, even the loot vendors rotate gear so often, like, I hope that it, it is that game that we still want to dive back into and progress through these expeditions months from now and then you get some... Uh, DLC and and we're all in it so that's that's my hope so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the hopeful Mary
1: oh nice a little more of the optimistic look at it yeah yeah I totally understand what both of you guys are saying like the gameplay ceiling I don't know that there's any game higher than Outriders and I really mean that when Outriders wow. is going well and you're having fun there is nothing better but at the same time looter shooters always hit a point where it just becomes a ridiculous grind for moderate increase. And eventually, uh, that I'll definitely lose interest in that. Like This is not going to have the same legs as Overwatch or Rocket League or even a game like Rust that have all of these PvP elements. So the game is great. I highly recommend it. I think you can easily play on your first character 60, 70, 80 hours. And if you want to make alts, you can multiply all that times 4. And so in that sense, I, I would probably say it's a Mary, but because it's PvE content only, eventually you will run out of things to do and it'll just become a boring grind, but I'll still give it a Mary. All right. Alright, so two two Marys and a strong make love. Yeah. I believe was Josh's <laughs> rainbow. And you know,
0: there's there's one thing we didn't really talk about. Like we we kind of glanced over expeditions, not to jump back a little bit, but like for me expeditions are everything that is super fun about this game. And it has taken this like, you know, mediocre storyline and it has turned it into this just five to 15 minutes of insane chaos fighting with your friends, which is incredible. So I've actually started liking the game more as we've gotten to the end game than I did like just playing through the campaign. And so that, I'm at that like peak excitement level. You know what I mean? As far as like, I really want to play some more of this because it's the game is taking off right now for me.
2: At least in that regard, you can jump in for 15 minutes or 20 minutes and do one or two expeditions a night and maybe not get so burnt out on that, but just experience that gameplay. And if they expand them and there's more variety, you know, it's pretty hard to get long lasting gameplay from looter, shooter grinds, but. Maybe yeah. maybe there's some hope here.
0: Yeah, I sure hope so.
2: Yeah, I really
1: do hope that they develop DLC for the game. I don't yeah. think there's been any announced yet, but hopefully it'll be coming.
2: They need the regular game to be <laughs> a little bit smoother. I <laughs> work on that first.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like Cyberpunk, like, putting oh, on no. hold <sighs> the multiplayer plans, you know, because they got to fix the game yeah. first. All right. Well, let's go to the leaderboard and see where this game stacks up. All right, so if you're joining us here for the first time, we have a master leaderboard where we rank every game that we have had a deep dive episode on. We currently have a total of 39 games on our leaderboard. You guys are doing it. If you want to... Yeah, we're cranking them out. And if you want to see those, you can go to our website at multiplayerpodcast.com. It's right there on the main page. And even though these games are in vastly different genres, they play completely differently, we still you know argue and agree and try to figure out as a consensus group where do we want to rank this game so right now we have in the very top of our leaderboard we've got games like Overwatch, Apex Legends, Rocket League, Rust, Valheim, all the way at the bottom we have the likes of Valorant, Civilization 6, The Forest, Halo Reach, Player Unknowns Battlegrounds and and so forth <laughs>
2: I am looking, so looking at our... <laughs> sorry, let me jump in since Good. this is the one time yeah, yeah. I get to join you. I'm looking at this list. One, impressive how many games you've, you've deep dived here. Two, impressive how much you hate Player Unknown's Battlegrounds compared to the very early days when we were enjoying ourselves oh. playing that game together.
0: Dude, we have talked about how great that game was and how terrible that game is now you know yeah (laughs) and then i didn't realize really tanked
2: i didn't realize apex legends was this high on the list that is incredible i number two on your leaderboard
1: yeah it's still super high up there still the best battle royale for my money i know some others might say cod Warzone, but of course we've got that super high at number six yeah so you know andy i know you have not played all 39 games on our (laughs) list and and that's fine (laughs) I do think that when it comes to Outriders, we're probably all talking top 10. Am I correct in assuming Uh, that? I'm in the top 10 for sure. All right. And a lot of those games I know Andy has played a fair amount. So, like, what are you guys thinking here as you kind of look at our top 10? Do you have any games that you would maybe put it above or below that are in that range for Outriders? I mean,
0: I'm going to... I'm going to say with the caveat that they get the bugs worked out, like assuming that this is a well running game, which I would hope that they would have that happening in the next few weeks. Right. Like this game released, I I mean, you know, 12 days ago, 13 days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still I mean, it's in its first two weeks of launch. Yes, there's bugs. There's some serious bugs and they need to fix that. But assuming that this game runs properly. And we can just break it down into, is this a fun game to play with your friends? For me, I think it's like right there at number like six, seven range.
1: So around Warzone, Hearthstone. Yeah. Around there. I was thinking just slightly lower. You guys know how much I love Hearthstone and GTA Online. I was thinking right below those, which would still put it in the top 10, but it would put it like right around number nine. So above above Rainbow Six Siege. Definitely above Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Although think? I could be talked into putting Outriders higher, but I think it's definitely somewhere in that range. What do you think, Andy? Well, what, what, I, what's your gut feeling on
2: this? Yeah, I haven't played all these. The, the question that came to my mind right away is you have Destiny 2 at 10, and I was curious if you guys were going to put it above Destiny. Both yes. of you did. <laughs> I like it more than Destiny 2. Um, but then, uh, you know, it's hard because on the scale of games like, like Warzone and Hearthstone are just so different. Um, Yeah, totally different. Welcome to the leaderboard, buddy. Yeah, so I'm just thinking of like, (laughs) do I like this game more than I like Call of Duty Warzone? I think probably they're at the same level. So I mean, I'm probably between six and 10 based on what I see here, having not played all these games.
1: All right. To put it in basketball terms, I feel like Outriders is like Larry Bird. Like the ceiling is super high, but it's going to be a short career. And it's like, would you rather have that? Or would you rather have, like, the 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 Carl Malone, which to me is more like Warzone. Like, it's it's good, it's consistent, it's never going to be a top two or three game for me, but you can always hop in for years on end. And it's kind of hard to, like, weigh those against one They're another. They're completely different. And I think that's part of the fun. Yeah,
2: it's funny, because I look at your top ten, and I see repeatability winning out. You know, Overwatch, Apex, Rocket League, Warzone, Hearthstone... Like those are games that are almost infinite in nature, and the, and their fact that you can hop in there and you can have a competitive match against somebody is PvP too. So, uh, for for a co-op game like this to break into the top ten, I feel like it speaks highly for what we've experienced in twelve days for Outriders.
1: I think you're absolutely right. So let's maybe break it down first to Warzone. Would you put Outriders above or below Warzone?
2: Ah. <sighs> Man, it feels, it feels good to win below. a Warzone match, doesn't I'm, it?
0: I'm, I'm trying to avoid the recency bias here, you know, because we're all guilty of that. And it's like three months from now, we're going to come back to the leaderboard and we're going to drop Outriders down like 10 spots. <laughs> you probably, know what I mean? Like, go uh, below. So, go below Warzone. <laughs> yeah, because Warzone's like infinite, man. It's like Thanos. It's just going to be around. And it has you know, very high
2: everyone. highs. The highs in Warzone are very high.
0: Right. Um, so I would say put it below Warzone. That just begs the question of, is it? Like, right under it, or is it, like, just above Destiny 2?
1: No, it's definitely above Rainbow Six, Siege, and Destiny 2, I think, for sure. You guys know my love for GTA Online. I have been on record saying, for me, that's my number one overall. Josh and, and Todd, since Todd was here with us for that episode, they kind of pushed that a little bit lower. I would be fine putting it in at 7, 8, or 9 I kind of feel like it's up to you guys. I'm fine with any of those. If you
0: asked me whether I would like to play GTA Online or Outriders, I'm going to pick Outriders oh. every time. Yeah, I know that.
2: <laughs> it, it, it might be 8. 8 might be your spot. I know you guys love Hearthstone. I, 8 feels like a place you might be happier with Outriders in a month or two from now.
0: Yeah, let, I agree. Let's. I, I would vote. I'm with Andy. Let's let's put it put in. Put it in at 8? Yeah. It's in the top 10. It's not crazy high so that we're like, oh, it's our first two weeks with Outriders. Like, yay.
2: <laughs> but that's right. still, I mean, very high praise for a. That's a. It makes your uh, leaderboard 40 games. It, it, yeah. We're officially that's 40. That's a big milestone. 40.
0: I feel like we should have yeah. baked a cake or something for this, man. It's the age Josh wishes Yeah, where's, was. where's my cake, man? I know, right?
1: <laughs>
2: where's my cake?
1: <laughs> So popping this in at 8 means that we will have it below Rust, Valheim, Warzone, and Hearthstone, but it'll be above GTA Online, Rainbow Six Siege, Destiny 2, and Black Ops Cold War. So we will lock it in.
2: Very nice. How how did you bribe uh, Paul to get Rocket League to number three? Josh. Dude,
0: I just, Andy, just for the record, since you are my Rocket League buddy, I have yeah. tried very hard multiple times to get Rocket League at number two.
2: Wow. On the leaderboard. Okay, and so you're still looking Paul's, over my Paul's dead
1: body, loathing and hate. You have for to that pry <laughs> Apex out of my hands.
2: <laughs> for those out there that would like, you know, to put Paul on blast, he once played Rocket League with us. He picked the large the largest van, and he'd play a lot of goalie with it, uh, the square van. And um, you know, I thought it went quite well. I thought we were a pretty good trio.
1: I've talked about it before. My learning curve of talent was steadily going up like this, and you guys were just on this trajectory that was just so much better than me that I got just left in the dust. I said on our Rocket League episode, I think it's our second or third episode, I, I rated it a Mary. I get it. I love it. It's a great game. I can't play with you guys. Oh, wow. Maybe I'll hop on and play with my younger kids who are at my talent level. <laughs> I just can't. I can't stay with you guys. You're too good.
2: Well, that's. Uh, it's rare to find a game that I could be better at Paul then. So that's. Uh, I got to hold on rocket league
1: oh dude rocket league i am just so bad i am the number one whiff and it's just not like a slow whiff it's like i'm out of boost i'm on the wrong side of the field just can't get back in the action it's it's awful
2: oh man now i'm remembering you reacting to giving up a goal or missing a ball and it was like oh man brutal
1: (laughs) let's be honest you guys really don't want to play with me i don't know you're you're kind of making me want to play with you again (laughs) you think you want to play with me you really don't you would you would be so mad if i started hopping into the rocket
2: league we would lose every game oh my gosh wow yeah this that's funny though i like that it's at three such good respect yeah Yeah. I,
1: i yeah i think that's fair all right. So, obviously, this episode went a little bit longer than normal, but just so much to talk about without riders. And we were so excited to have Andy on board. So, you know, special thanks to Andy. If you don't already listen to the Fantasy Footballers or the Spitballers podcast, you can check either of those out with him. And Andy really was integral in helping us launch the show. It definitely would not exist the way it does today without all of the practical advice that Andy gave us. So, Andy, special thank you yes, to you. Yes, definitely. And. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, come check us out on social media at Multiplayer Pod. And also, if you want to help support the show, we mentioned the link earlier, but you can find us at squad.com or using the link in the podcast description.
2: Let, let me jump in for just a second. And I appreciate you guys having me on. It's been a lot of fun to reminisce and talk Outriders. But just knowing the podcasting world and what you guys have done with this podcast... I just want to commend you on uh, putting together an awesome show. It's really great to come on. And then I would just say, like, being, you know, in the world of Patreon and having people support our show, like how important that is. And like, for those of you out there, since they'll never say it, the amount of time and hours and effort that they put into putting the show together, you know, it's a lot more than just pressing record. So um, Patreon is a really cool way to support the show. So you guys should go check out their Patreon, and that's my unabashed uh, uh, promotion of your guys's uh, community because it's great, and you guys actually invest a lot of time into the people that support there. So I uh, I think that's pretty awesome. And now that you hit the, it's a good way to celebrate forty on the leaderboard. Go support these guys.
0: I agree with Andy a hundred percent.
2: I agree with Andy too.
1: <laughs> I find
2: nothing wrong in
1: anything that he yeah. just said.
2: <laughs> you are wise beyond your years, Andy. <laughs>
1: This message is approved by the Multiplayer <laughs> Gaming Podcast. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys for another episode on Thursday when we cover this week in gaming. And then we'll be back with a bonus round episode next Monday. And we'll see you guys then. All right. See you, everybody.
2: following this is fun i don't have to just, host something yeah. you don't so have to do nothing this man, is always more fun for me that's,
0: that's my motto in, in this whole podcast <laughs> it's just what a motto for a team time. for a you know? <laughs> sorry paul but you knew this was coming when you signed yeah. up to do this with me so
1: no it's fine we talked about it literally in the last episode <sighs> yeah. that i over prepare josh does i wing it. absolutely nothing <laughs> it's like the, it the listeners out. know
0: man <laughs>